over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 14 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com. Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Good morning. Arizona homeowners, welcome to Hour 2 of Rosie on the House. Where we, including myself, my son Romy, my sweet wife Miss Jennifer, and our programming engineer Gary D, all get together every Saturday morning to come down here to the radio station to share with you information you need to have concerning your house, home, castle, or cabin. And you can call us. It's a call-in show. Ask us any question about your Arizona home and let us put our 50 years of remodeling experience to work for you. I started remodeling in Arizona in 1972, and I've been doing it continuously ever since. Call us at one 1- 888-767-4348. That's one 888 the number four, and the letter U. one 888 for you because that's what we are. We are for you, the Arizona homeowner. I think Mother Nature is playing an April Fool's joke on us. I was up early this morning. <laughs> no doubt. I, I, we have a work day at church today. And so I had to load the truck up with a bunch of tools to get dropped off before the program started. I could see my breath loading the tools in the back of my truck. The uh, the Romero Ranch must have been kind of chilly this morning, huh? Had a little nip, yeah. Man. There have been whole winters where we didn't see our breath. (laughs) Yeah. Man, oh man, oh man. This has just been a delicious spring for sure. I heard in passing, Gary, maybe you could back me up on this, that it, it, it's, it's, it's the March with the coolest recorded temperatures in 60 years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And also Flagstaff broke a record over seven inches of moisture yeah, baby. for the month of March. Oh, it's beautiful mm-hmm. up there, I'll tell you. It's sopping wet. It's sopping wet. And I think we're even supposed to get some potentially more snow this week, aren't they, they are. up in the mountains? Yes, they sure are. So I don't know that we'll break the record for the most recorded snowfall in Flagstaff in a season, um, but the margin between first and second was like a couple hundred inches, and yes. we're right in the middle of that right now. It's we're, huge. We're, we're closer to the record than we are uh, the second place, but it's it's great numbers. It what is. about the latest day of snow? Yeah, I don't know. Be a great spring to do some kayaking down the Verde. That's for That'd be sure. some fast runs. It'd be some I mean, muddy water, but I mean, yeah. It'd be muddy water, but it'd be fast water. That's for sure. I had a friend uh, in Prescott uh, with, when Granite Creek was flooding uh, the the square. I said, well, why don't you just get on the inner tube and uh, I'll float pick, on down? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pick you up in Yuma. <laughs> See you in Yuma in three days. Uh, so, can't, can't be more grateful. For the water we're receiving statewide, that's for sure. How might that be impacting your house? We took a question last week about a stucco home that was leaking, and we kind of analyzed the fact that due to the age of the paint, that it was probably simply 
a super saturation of the stucco of the outside of the house. The stucco is not a water jacket. It is not a raincoat. And you must keep that exterior acrylic paint in good condition to keep your raincoat on your house. I want to share with you all a little inside news of Rosie on the House. Uh, Romy had us throw a little Rosie on the House party this week. Uh, uh, what was that, Wednesday night? Thursday. Was it Thursday night? And uh, we invited all of our certified partners to come and, and uh, have some uh, Little Miss Barbecue dinner with us. And uh, we packed the seats. We had standing room only. Good, great attendance. We get together periodically with our partners to just thank them for the award-winning service they're all providing you, the Arizona homeowners. And I was tickled to death when I walked in the Bonneville front lobby, and they've got this timeline up on the wall uh, of the 100 years our flagship station, KTAR, has been serving the greater Phoenix metro area. And it starts back 100 years ago, and it moves through, and it documents major events that have occurred at the station over all those years. And bog all it, right there in 1988, <laughs> they've got it announced that Rosie on the House launches at KTAR. That put us after Ronald Reagan appointed Sandra Day O'Connor and before the Phoenix Lights. Remember the Phoenix Lights? Yes. Did they ever figure out what those were? Well, according to Wikipedia, they were A-10 warthogs out of the um, air base on the west side of town. That doesn't sound near conspiratorial no. enough. Well, and then <laughs> nah. So there was two rounds of lights. That was supposed to be the first, but it, they were in formation, apparently. It looked like a carpenter square, they said. And then the second round of lights would have been flares coming from them. But I think people have had a lot more interesting. In March of 1997, Five Symington was governor back then. Boy, it made it made news. I think they even made a movie out of it. Uh, but it, it really made a lot of news. So there's little Rosie on the house being born on KTAR, right between Sandra Day O'Connor and the Phoenix Lights. I'm just impressed she knows what an A-10 warthog is. Oh. I just can read Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> 1988 also happens to be the same year the Arizona legislator voted to impeach Governor Evan Meekham. <laughs> there we are, right there in the history it, As history was ticking along. It would be interesting right. to look at the show just on the top highlights of, of the years we've gone you know, it just marks time and it's kind of fun to look at. Well, for that Ed Meekum thing, KTR actually won a Peabody Broadcasting Award, so that's a pretty significant event. All right, so those are just some fun things, some behind-the-scenes updates of what's going on at Rosie on the House. We continue to be the award-winning contractor referral directory for you, the Arizona homeowner, uncontested for 14 years in a row, the champions. And so we were just celebrating and congratulating all of our service partners and having we we don't need much of a reason to have a party we just figured that'd be a good one so we did if you're a regular insider at rosie on the house you receive our digital newsletter in your email box every thursday and on that newsletter it kind of gives you a heads up of what we're covering this particular broadcast this particular saturday and we're talking right now this hour we'll be talking a little bit about some rumors you may have heard that they're going to potentially ban 
potentially outlaw gas-burning appliances. So we're going to cover that a little bit this hour. We'd love to know your opinion. They keep telling me I need to give up my gas and learn how to cook on induction, electric induction. Uh, but I think... I think I'd have to throw away about $2,000 worth of cast iron skillets. Well, and we, we are particular to cast iron. It also helps put um, iron in your system. So I don't know what happens when you just cook with magnet, magnetic pans. I don't know either. We're going to be talking about the Saba Home Show coming up in a couple weeks. And at 10 o'clock, we're going to be talking about pool safety because even though Mother Nature's playing a little April Fool's joke with us on a cold April 1st, Summer is coming, and we've got to be make sure the pools are in good, safe condition prior to inviting all the neighborhood kids over and jumping in there. So those are the things we're going to cover this hour. Outlawing gas appliances. People say it can't be done. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that in the great state of California, oh boy. they've already outlawed them. So, no gas appliances to be installed in any new construction in the state of California, effective January 1st, 2023. No new homes. Now, isn't it California that has all the trouble with keeping the power turned on? <laughs> I think they need that gas uh, yeah, diversity. It, wouldn't you think they would want the diversity? That's my first thought that comes to mind. And the funny thing is, um, so much of the power that comes from the electricity that's coming from comes from natural gas power plants. <laughs> Some of it does. That's exactly <laughs> you know, right. Coal, natural gas, nuclear. You know, it's just because it's electrical doesn't mean these propane isn't being or natural gas isn't being burnt to create that energy. Oh, it's, that's it's true. being used. So it's it's actually more eco-friendly to just burn the gas just at your stove for just when you're cooking than it is to burn all this gas to generate all this electricity <laughs> that they're not sure, you know, at just trying to meet an estimated demand. Well, you're controlling your demand while you're cooking your meal. Well, it, it's one of those confounding things that I'm not sure where the logic is coming from that's driving them to make these kinds of conclusions. But some of the other concerns about gas is, is it, is it safe? Is it safe in your home? Is it safe if, to burn a gas product? You're going to create carbon monoxide. There's no, to, there's no ways not to do that with an open flame. Is that safe? Well, we'll talk about indoor air quality and how you can preserve it. Uh, I, I can tell you, uh, as, a, as a Cajun that loves to spend time in the kitchen cooking, I haven't lived in a house without natural gas in over 35 years. And in the, in the chance I'm ever going to go shop for another house, the very first thing I'm going to tell a realtor is don't shop for any home that doesn't have natural gas to it. That's just, I like the heat from the furnace a lot better than a heat pump. They're outlawing gas furnaces. It's all going to be heat pump. They work. But they don't feel as comfortable to me as a gas furnace. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this and the uh, potential banning of gas stoves. We're also going to be introducing 
some material from one of our Rosie certified partners, Hussar Home Appliance Sales Service and Repair, and some of their opinions on the gas appliance ban when we get back as well. The lines are open. Uh, you can you can jam those lines up right now if you want to get online at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight, and we'll be more than happy to do all we can to answer any question you have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Just call me Rosie Romero, the gas man. The natural gas, man. I love my natural gas. I love paying my Southwest gas bill every single month. Now, on indoor air quality, you need to know if you're running a dual energy home with a gas clothes dryer, a gas cooktop, a gas water heater, a gas furnace, every place you've got those open flames you're creating carbon monoxide. So you should be diligent in making sure your carbon monoxide testers and alarms are working properly. And you'll know if any of those fixtures are leaking raw natural gas because they make it smell so bad. Uh, you'll, you'll detect it. Now, I want to I wanna reach out to one of our certified partners at Rosie on the House. It's HASAR. Now, that's an acronym for Honest Appliance Service Sales and Repair. They will come out and check any five appliances in your house. You pick which five you want. Now, if you've got natural gas on any of them, pick those first. And then the very next one you should pick, which should be the electric microwave oven. I learned this from my friends at Hussar, that when we had the appliances checked in one of our rental homes, the microwave was actually leaking dangerous levels that far exceeded the standard. It was leaking microwaves out of the, out of the door and the vents of the microwave. So we had to replace it. I didn't even know microwaves could leak microwaves. So that was extremely informational for me and educational. So Hassar will do a five appliance maintenance checkup and service for $300. Give them a ring and that tell them you heard it at Rosie on the house. Give them a ring at 602-814-6504. Now, sometimes they, they, they discovered at that rental home, the dishwasher was leaking just a little bit, tiny bit way in the back where you would have never seen it for years. They discovered that for us as well. So they'll check five appliances for safety and cleanliness and operation for $300. It's a great value. It's a great way to spot check the safety of any gas appliance you have. And on gas appliance, we were talking about carbon monoxide. The EPA sets levels of carbon monoxide that are dangerous to breathe in the outside air. You know they don't have any inside air quality benchmarks? None. So it's up to you to make sure 
you run the ventilation necessary to keep the air good and fresh and the carbon monoxide testers fully operable. Let's see if we can sneak in the call from Flagstaff real quick. Looks like Rebecca. At one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Text questions can also be sent to four one one nine two three. Good morning, Rebecca. Calling from Flagstaff. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hey. Um. Yes. So. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we're buying a home up in Flagstaff, and it currently has a uh, humidity line in it for. The previous owners had a, a piano that they wanted, uh, I don't know, they needed humidity in the sure. home for the piano. Yeah, yeah. They, they moved the piano out of the house, um, and then they disconnected the line. But I was wondering if we should reconnect the lines, uh, because there's a lot of hardwood floors and has um, wood trims and beautiful wood doors. And wouldn't that be better to have humidity in the house if if that all the wood and the leather, uh, Rebecca, that's a great question. And if all of that wood has been living in a high humidity situation, I I would guess they're probably trying to keep the humidity somewhere between forty and fifty five percent is my guess. And that's hard to do in Arizona without a humidifier. And if that wood is happy there, looks good, I would definitely keep a humidifier in the house. Absolutely. Okay. All uh, right. So keep using it. Yes. So it's disconnected right now. So that's why I was wondering if we should reconnect it because it doesn't take much to just reconnect it. Yeah. And just, you know, be aware there may have been a reason they disconnected it <laughs> because maybe there's a leak or it wasn't working correctly or whatever the case. There was a reason it had to be disconnected. Uh, when, What type of heat does a home have? Is it a gas furnace? Yeah. Yeah, yep, so. it's gas, and they actually, they just reconnected it because so the people that we're buying the home from don't have the piano, and so they just, they don't want to bother with it, with the humidity line, thinking it wasn't necessary, and it may not be necessary. That's what I was just wondering. I just thought, gosh, our state is so dry. If we could put a little humidity in there and help, you know, the, the wood and any wood furniture, leather furniture, anything. Yeah, if you have it and it's working, I would use it. Appreciate the call. Have a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning, and congratulations on your home in Flagstaff. Got a call uh, over the break from Gordon in Sholo. And he says, Rosie, you need to give more credit to the White Mountains for oh. the snow that they're contributing to the Salt River. And that's a true story, huh? Well, that's my secret getaway place, oh, so I just don't try. Yeah. I, just, I just don't try and talk about it very much. Well, he much. took it a little personal. Oh, they are yeah. contributing. They they are. Jennifer and I were recently on a run up to Sholo for a four day weekend and skiing at sunrise and visiting some friends in Greer and Nutrioso and uh, Alpine, Arizona, and they are very saturated. Well, and that's what fills up San Carlos, oh, then yeah. Roosevelt, then Apache, then Canyon. Amen. Amen. Did so, I miss any on that? So, Gordon, I apologize for not giving Sholo its due in the White Mountains the credit they deserve for contributing to the surface water and the winter recreation of the great state of Arizona. Uh, anybody else want to chew me out today? Well, maybe. Mel, Mel, good. Well, All right. Line them up. Line while them up. we're on water, uh, Salt River, I'm sorry, 
uh, Central Arizona Project Canal, the CAP, will be in studio coming up in May. And one of the interesting things that we'll be talking about is the Agua Fria River that fills up Lake Pleasant. Sure. When it was the original Waddell Dam, much smaller. Well, most of the water that's in Lake Pleasant is Colorado River water that's pumped in. CAP, that's their storage tank that they use to pump water at cheaper times of electrical cost. So then they store it in Lake Pleasant, and then the Lake Pleasant they used to pump out when the uh, you know, the, the, the fields need it for right. harvest and crop and watering. Well, along the writing and the, the law work, if more than 130,000 acre feet of water come down through the Agua Fria into yeah. Lake Pleasant, CAP gets that excess pump off. And they've, it's only happened once in 30 years. Oh, wow. That it's des- so we may be at a year here. Where CAP, you know, we had to take a cutback from Colorado River right, pumping right. out. But the Awa Fria may provide us a little bit of that offset this season. So we'll be excited to talk to them uh, in a couple weeks here. At I, w- I want to call them Monday morning because I, I've noticed Thursday, Friday, and this morning, the canal is full to the brim. And I'm, what's going on? Anyway. Let's, and that's all past, like, pleasant. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. So what? So they would have to be intentionally filling it. it it's as full as I've ever lake. seen it, as so I, that I can that, recall. That might be the pump-off, excess pump-off coming out of Lake Pleasant. I'm, I'm going to call them and find out. Uh, you had somebody else mad at me, Jennifer. Well, Mr. Digger from Winslow just wants to offer, he said he would stick to the facts. Oh, okay. So that's, that's, right. he, he was Let's thinking what... y'all were going a little political, but oh. I told him we weren't. I'm, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> hey, welcome to Rosie on the House. Well, thank you, Rosie, for taking the call. And, and I'm not going to chew you out. I'm a, I'm just going to chew on your ear a little okay, bit. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike and Tyson. I did want to uh, <laughs> I did want to hey, say a big old uh, uh, shout out for with Gordon because uh, boy, this, all this snow is making it hard to get my bulldogs around the state for their athletic <laughs> events. But, uh, and uh, we actually had a moment in time last week where the little Colorado coming through town was bank to bank. Oh, so, nice. man. Did you happen to have a picture? No, let it snow. <laughs> no. Okay, because I, I was too busy. I got a picture of the Verde River, bridge to bridge, and Camp Verde. I got a picture of the Hacienda, shore to shore, and Whitman. Uh, the Salt, yeah, sh- bridge to bridge over uh, <laughs> I-10. So, if anyone's got one of the little Colorado creek bed to creek bed coming through Holbrook, email it to info at Rosie on the house for our collection. There you go. Oh, sweet, 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 sweet. Now, I remember back when uh, all the river crossings were done and SRP was dropping like 250,000 <laughs> cubic feet per second. And, uh, boy, that was a Sunday drive. We'd go out oh. and look at, like, Sweetwater Creek and... Skunk Creek, and uh, yeah, that's quite a thing. But anyway, I wanted to talk about your natural gas. Oh, okay, that's and, that's our topic. Sure. And there's actually it, it's more than just carbon monoxide. There's a there's a linkage between burning natural gas and asthma, especially in kids with uh, the additional stuff that's being released in your home. Um, and also, as far as the environmental fact. It is not very environmentally friendly because 
we're no longer getting our natural gas from from oil production. We're getting it through fracking. And fracking has been linked to uh, causing earthquakes back in the, um, the areas where they're fracking. And also, um, because they're fracking, the because fracking is actually uh, rupturing, fracturing um, the bed, the uh, the substrates that we're getting um, contamination of water sources. Well, I tell you what. So we we actually talk about the uh, asthma topic in our article in the newsletter today, and I was going to get to it. I'm glad you brought it up. Now, we could get real political in the fracking conversation, uh, but but we won't. Uh, all, all we were really trying to say is that state of California that seems to have a hard time with PG&E keeping the electricity turned on, and I've got family up in Grass Valley in Sacramento that are living three and four and five and six and seven consecutive days with zero electricity to the entire community. We were just making jest of, I, we think it's funny that in a state that can't keep the electric turned on, they're outlawing the gas appliances. Well, and if they had a gas stove, they could at least eat. It, well, or have a hot shower if they got a gas it, water heater. That's right. So, Digger, listen, we, we appreciate you calling, and we, we really do. Uh, and appreciate you participating with the show. And we're going to finish talking a little bit about natural gas. I mean, we, we could talk about fossil fuels and the price they extract forever. But on the same, on the flip side of that, if we go all electric, I've seen reports, I've heard people testify that if we're going to shoot for the number and the percentage of electric vehicles that California is also mandating, that we need 368 more mines digging the natural resources to provide the batteries for that number of electric vehicles. So we've got, we've got to harvest the natural resources one way or another. That's going a little bit too political. I don't want to go there, but thanks for the call. We'll get back to talking about natural gas here, but let's see if we can invite Ruben into the conversation, calling with a question, I think, about uh, maybe maybe some gardening questions. Good morning, Ruben. Good morning. Hey, boy, I haven't talked to you in a long time. I just keep listening and enjoying myself, but, hey, I I, I need a shortcut, and then I'm using you. I'm using your brains because I have none of my own, so <laughs> I would like to know what – how many inches of chicken wire uh, above ground to keep rabbits? I, I suppose jackrabbits are the ones that are chewing up the plants of uh, my neighbors. And, and uh, I do maintenance, and they're, people are just screaming at me, say, do something, and they're, they're killing plants. And I don't know how much chicken wire you put above the ground to keep them from chewing on the uh, plants and killing them. Uh electrically charged or <laughs> just by itself here's here's here, you know what where are you reuben uh, awatuki area and okay. uh, chandler tempe okay. east side east side of town so we could be talking cottontails or jackrabbits and if you've seen a jackrabbit stand up on its hind legs and nibble a bush you it, it's easy for the, a good jackrabbit to get up 18 20 inches pretty easy I don't think you could consider your plants rabbit safe 
with anything less than 24 inches. And at that point, I might look at like a lower chain link instead of chicken wire because that's just going to, that's not going to last long. Maybe a year or two or three. Something a little stiffer than chicken wire. Yeah. And can and, they get through chicken wire? No. No. They can dig underneath it. Okay. Yeah. And then Jennifer and I bought something at the, at the uh, National Builder Show uh, that is uh, rodent protection for your garden. And uh, I've got it half assembled on the back patio. Well, right when you now. get it together, I will post it with yeah. a picture of where to get it and stuff. But that's exactly why I bought it. What I did, Reuben, in my garden is uh, uh, I've got a garden that's about 200 square feet. And I have uh, horse corral steel posts around the perimeter. I've got a two foot tall masonry wall, I've got hog wire welded to the horse arena piping then i've got <laughs> it's a prison then i've got <laughs> welded fabric uh, of a much smaller dimension welded to the hog wire and the rabbits were still getting my winter greens so then i took a 25 gauge steel uh stud and i built a box trough and i lined that with galvanized 3.4 pound expanded metal lath and so let the light in and the water in and now I just lay this whole cage right on top of the entire row of it's it's multi-dimensional protection but it's the only way I could keep them off my winter greens for a moment there when you said 25 gauge I went shotgun yeah. <laughs> no no I haven't resorted to that yet well they are tasty so oh, you've had rabbit before oh yeah oh yeah yeah hmm. So on that topic, Reuben, I would say you would need to go about 24 inches. And in Romy's uh, comment about is chicken wire durable enough, I, if I were going to do chicken wire, I'd, I'd, I'd run it in four or eight inch hog wire, and then I'd attach the chicken wire to that. And you're probably going to have to run some kind of cable right along down the ground so they don't just scurry right underneath it. If they've got a butter leaf lettuce, or a iceberg lettuce, or uh, any other kind of lettuce, right there, and it's the easiest thing for them to get to. You'll be amazed how creative and resourceful they can be in getting there. And I don't know if this would help too, but I've heard radishes are a natural deterrent. Oh. So a couple rows of radishes around your perimeter might let's try might that. help. And if not, well, you got some radishes to take to market. <laughs> Those of you that don't recognize this, it's the bunny hop. Oh! And we're a week away from Easter. All this rabbit I, talk got me thinking. All this rabbit talk. Hey, speaking sure. speaking of rabbit talk. Yes, darling. Ruben was holding, so I. That usually means if you've if Rosie's answered a question and someone's still holding on, generally they have like a secondary question. Okay. So Ruben was asking. He said, "What would you think?" He said, "I'm trying to get out of town and people are yelling at me about these bunnies." <laughs> he said, "What do you think about using coyote urine that you buy at Bass Pro Shop?" I said, "Well." I haven't tried that. If it works for you, let us know and we'll add it to our list. But that reminded me, Romy, of Bonide. And that there's a product called Go Away Deer and Rabbit Repellent. And it's like a pellet and you sprinkle it all around and it's got like a hot pepper in it and some other things that are repel repellents. So, Rosie, we ought to go back to trying that. And okay. In either one of those applications, you just have to keep reapplying it. It only works while it's there. The Bonide just a lot nicer to work with than <laughs> coyote I, urine. I, I, probably so. 
Especially have yeah, there to is follow no a coyote around just to get it. You know? What 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 do you pay a coyote urine collector? <laughs> if you're desperate, anything he wants. <laughs> Depends on how bad you want it. I'd like to see the job application list for that job. We're talking gas appliances and the fact that California has led the charge in outlawing natural gas appliances. In the state of California, you can no longer build a new home with a natural gas appliance in the home. So there's a worry, is that going to spread nationally? Well, there's a drive to to get that started. As a matter of fact, in the most recent national legislation, federal legislation, the Inflation Reduction Act, there actually are incentives built into that act for you to retire your gas appliance and replace it with electrical equipment. So let all of let all of this summarized by this. Uh, we may not all agree on the course of action or whether we should or we shouldn't do it. But the fact remains that gas-burning appliances serve us the best when they're properly maintained and properly ventilated. So make sure you're using the overhead exhaust fan. Make sure the exhaust hood exits the house and it's not simply recirculating through a carbon filter right back into the house. Properly maintained, properly ventilated, properly cared for, Rosie is a gas man. Well, and also any any kind of cooking um, generates particulates, which can be aggravating to someone who has breathing issues. So using the vent hood is important. I have been guilty of snapping it off because it's so sometimes it's loud and you can't hear other people in the room, but it is just that important to keep that stuff cleared out of the air. It is. Yeah, I, I actually have people sneeze walking through my kitchen when I'm cooking gumbo. Because of the pepper. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Seasoning will do just, it. Just what's, what, what's boiling in the pot and, and, and uh, uh, I, I call it aromatherapy. <laughs> well, aromatherapy Wait. is supposed to make you feel better, not sneezing your head off. Hey, it keeps your sinuses clear. Yeah, yeah, it, guess, sure does. it sure the does. The best smell in the house when you chop up your Trinity before the uh, oh. and, and it stays in oh. for 24 hours. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I agree with you absolutely. And not to take away from some of the local meat houses, but Best Stop out of Scott, Louisiana, ships oh, on Dewey yeah. sausage now. So if you really, really want to put the topper on your your gumbo, you you can order from Best Stop out of Scott. All right. Which just happens to be also the best boudin on the planet. Yes. So, best stop in Scott, Louisiana. It's off I-10. You can't miss it. Yeah, you got to go about a half a mile or a mile north of I-10, but it's right there. Uh, It looks like... it looks like a refugee camp for the homeless, but it's actually a little. It's actually a, it's actually a little restaurant. It's very good, <laughs> and that's one place you want to walk in and just smell. Oh, oh man, talk about aromatherapy! Yeah, that's for sure. So that's kind of our summation on the potential ban on gas stoves. And let me remind you that our appliance, our certified partner for appliance repair, Hassar. That's H A S S A R. It's an acronym for Honest Appliance Service Sales and Repair. You can find them at rosieonthehouse.com or you can call them at 602-814-6504 and they will come out as a Rosie on the House special and maintenance check 
any five appliances in your home. If you have gas appliances, put those on the top of the list. If you have a microwave oven, make sure you put that on the top of the list. If you're all electric, make sure they check the dishwasher. Like I say, at my rental home, they found a little bitty tiny leak that was so small, it was never making its way out to the front of the dishwasher. It would have leaked for years before we ever really noticed it was there. They found it for me. When they did, this appliance check, any five appliances, for $300 by Hassar, Rosie Certified Honest Appliance Service Sales and Repair, 602 814 Six five oh four four. You should do that. Everybody I, should do that. We don't. Yeah, when we, we get, should, but we we don't have. I, when the we microwaves get, don't exist in my house. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I I love that little steam oven we've got put out on the back patio. Uh, when we get back, uh, I want to talk a little bit. I've asked all of our listeners to. Uh, Send me testimonials on their experience with the solar industry. And I, I want to reach out and thank those of you who are responding and sending me those testimonies. I'm going to ask again, please do so. If you've got solar on your house, tell me how long you've had it. Tell me if it's been a good experience. Tell me if you're seeing a return on investment. Tell me what you like about it. Send that to info at rosieonthehouse.com. When we get back... We're going to be talking a little bit about pool safety. It is going to warm up here. We are going to have a lot of reason to be in the backyard. 